Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the BBC has confirmed that Rwandan Scottish actor Shuti Gatwa will take over from Jodie Whittaker as the next incarnation of Doctor Who. Gatwa will be the first actor not born in the United Kingdom to play the role. He has said he is deeply honored, beyond excited, and of course, a little bit scared. This role and show means so much to so many around the world, including myself, and each one of my incredibly talented predecessors has handled that unique responsibility and privilege with the utmost care. That's so cool. What, what is that, like the 12th or 13th or... Something like, well, you have to, there's like the old Doctor Who... And then there's the new series, Doctor Who. And I'm not exactly sure of the dates involved, but there was um, a bunch of seasons. So like my favorite seasons are the second through the fourth with David Tennant, because uh, he's my favorite Who, but that's a new series. So if you count them all together, that would be like the, I don't even know, like the 10th season or something. I think it says here the 14th. The 14th is with David Tennant? No, I think Den- David Tennant was the, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. There's, There's so, so many. many There's them. a lot of them. And I haven't by any means watched them all. Because it's like, I don't know how I feel about the new Doctor thing. I know it's like their thing that they switch up the Doctor every couple years. But when you're really into one Doctor, and then they switch it, and you're just like, Ugh, yeah, I like that. Oh, like You have to like reformat <laughs> your character yeah. about this person. And like, you know, I get that he's being scared about being a doctor, but if there's any role to take over, you know, like if you're taking over for like Luke Skywalker and like the new Star Wars, like you need to play Luke Skywalker, but right. everyone kind of expects every doctor to be different and unique than the other one. That's kind of the, the point of switching them up, I think. Totally. So. Like, you know, pressure's on, but also pressure's not off. As long as you do yeah. a good job and you be a good doctor, then psh, you got this, man. Right. And growing up in the UK, I'm sure that Shuti is a huge fan of the show. Not to like totally throw everybody in the UK under the Doctor Who bus, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it must be. Well, an I honor. don't know yeah. if he grew up in the UK because he wasn't born in the UK. He was the first actor not born in the United Kingdom to play the role. I don't know where he grew up, though. Uh, it says he was born in, I think he was born in Rwanda, but I think okay. he, he graduated from the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland in Glasgow. Okay. Um, so it looks like, I mean, he spent a decent amount of time there for sure. Okay. Um, it'll be weird to have, I wonder if he, what sort of accent that he has. I know he's been in some other movies like Sex Education, um, but I don't, I haven't watched I that's that movie. A show. Oh, is it? Yeah, I haven't watched Sex Education either. <laughs> so bad at watching TV. I know. I actually wasn't so bad at watching TV this week, which we'll get to later here. But uh... Ooh. Well, uh, Shuti, if you're listening, which you're probably not, good luck on your role. This is really exciting. Yeah, that's super exciting. Man, I'm I'm really excited. I don't you know, one of the things about Doctor Who, and I guess it's it's still fun with the bad graphics, you know, the computer generation, but I'm really excited to see what they do with it making it look pretty, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. with the budgets these shows have and the ability of computer graphics these days, I mean, it's just uh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've only watched a few episodes of the show, but I'm kind of intrigued. I kind of want to, now that there's like this new season starting, like maybe I could just start from a new doctor and just like watch this new season and then go back and watch the David Tennant stuff or something. Because everything's 
everything's better than once you have a little bit of like respect built for it, you know? So if you go back in time, <laughs> you might just be like, okay, it's like, welcome to Hokieville, you know? Yeah. But if you know it and love it, you might be like, oh, Doctor Who. And they've got such a cool platform for showing you everything awesome because you're going through time. So you can go back, like you can throw in dinosaurs if you want. You can throw in space <laughs> stuff, like whatever, you know, they're so, their their platform is so flexible. Is is it, is it a, um? what's the word I'm looking for? Is it like a... um? Does the plot for each episode carry over to the next one, or is it? Oh, more I think episodic? that would be episodic. Yeah, episodic it... would be is it? It's not yeah. right where it's every each yeah. episode is its own thing. That's that's what it is. It's oh, cool. each episode is its own thing. Uh, I would watch them in order. Like occasionally they'll make references to what's happening before, but each episode is its own unique. Like the Doctor overcomes some, or at least that's what my experience was with the David Tennant um, series. I don't know if every series is like that, but that's how that's how this one was. But again, I would watch it in order. What have you been doing this week? Oh, man, I've been uh, reading still with some more Poppy War. Oh, cool. Going through that. Dude, man, that book is really good. I just yeah. love like we've mentioned so many times, but it, I'll never not stop mentioning it because it's one of my favorite tropes is like the coming of age overcoming. And like even with the beginning of the book, it's just overcome, overcome, <laughs> overcome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like challenges and growth. And I'm all about that. So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. And Rin is such an outsider. Like yeah. the second she gets to that school, <laughs> yeah. like she's just like, oh, nobody wants me here. Nope. I mean, they mentioned multiple times, like what an honor it is. Like last time this happened in her town, they threw like a three day celebration, you know, and like everyone was feasting. This time they like accused her of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. and then she has to, oh, it's just like everything she barely gets able to go, even though she clearly got it it's like man spoiler alert by the way that's in the first like 20 yeah. pages of the book yeah i know but like, still you know so the first a little couple bit pages of the book you're like oh is she gonna get it well of course she's gonna get it <laughs> <laughs> it's like how on like the very first page you're in there in the exam and it's just it's already like the tension's already kind of high yeah so high yeah it's really and as this i mean you haven't even gotten into because uh, i would know from this conversation if you had gotten to a certain part that uh that i'm not going to talk about that our listeners okay. if they've read it i know like it's it gets intense <laughs> it's a really intense Dope. trilogy but you'll like it a lot because there's a lot of battle formations and strategy oh. and logistics and stuff like that it's like right yes. up your alley dude that's what i've been told so many times i got to the point that i was like annoyed when someone was like hey have you read the poppy war i'm like no no i haven't <laughs> like, just last week or two weeks ago one of my coworkers was another one who was just like hey have you read the poppy war i was like oh my gosh i'm not annoyed with you but fuck, no i have not <laughs> well now you have well yeah now you now, are well now i am yeah i'm yeah. so excited and it's hard to uh, i'm reading so I'm reading that and then we're I'm reading the first in our read our, our new read along series, uh, The Bear and the Night Nightingale yeah. of the Winter Night series. And that book is also really just like right from the get go. It's just like really good character development. And like, I just like the setting a lot. Yeah. This, and there's it's like, like mysteries. It's like fairy tale. It's like dark fairy tale yeah. setting. And like mysteries are happening. But it's also like it, it weirded me out because I kind of thought we would be in a, in a new world, like high fantasy. Mm -mm. But no, we're in Russia. Yeah. Like Russ. And yeah. Yeah. Russ. And yeah. then we're also um, there's like Ivan. Nope. Is nope, the, nope. nope. Shh, 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 shh. Can I not say anything? We're going to talk about it on, okay, uh, okay, I want to. on the next yeah. episode. Okay, well, I very much <laughs> like the setting, and I'm very intrigued how 
magicalness, fairy taleness gets woven in. I've already started yeah. to see a little bit, but uh, I'm I'm interested to read more. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued on like what the rest of this trilogy is going to be like. Yeah, from the starting point, it's kind of like where is this going to go? Yeah, like there was something that happened a little ways into the book that I thought, oh, here we go, we're off on it now, and then it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. Back, back here. Okay. Yeah, and for our listeners, Chad and I are going to be re- um, recapping the entire first book in one episode because it's like three hundred pages. It's not that big. So, However, yeah. I'm I always write my notes like making predictions and stuff. So when we go through and do this one, I I might force us to be a little bit more chronological and are talking about it because i won't want to talk about like at this point of the book i thought this was going to happen totally um yeah since we typically divide things up into multiple books okay something else that i want to let everyone know about that i was kind of into this week uh have you watched the halo show no <laughs> dude it's is it good pretty good really oh, I've, I've heard okay, such just, bad things about it i was maybe, not motivated to watch it Maybe my bar is just low because I haven't watched shows in a long time. So it was nice to just What's kick that back. Like? And... That must be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, it was weird, I get like dude. 20 minutes into a show and I'm like, nah, eh, I'm not watching this. This is terrible. Oh, really? I like yeah. if I like it at all, I'll just sit there and like crush the rest of it. And there's uh, only seven episodes out, but I okay. watched them all. <laughs> Are they like an hour long each? Yeah. Yeah. They're about an hour long each. <laughs> so much time. You can I nail know. like a. You can know, like two 250 page books in that time. In my defense, I was <laughs> uh, doing other things the entire time while watching it. So, totally. Yeah. You know, I was doing some some designing and stuff, but uh, it, it's very well done. Okay. It's like you just got to divorce yourself from it being every time I remind myself that this is a Halo show, I kind of have the same feeling like before I started watching like the World of Warcraft movie. <laughs> like, okay, you're going in for the Warcraft movie. Yeah. And so just like forget that. Forget that it's okay. a Halo thing and then yeah. just watch it as a show. And it's pretty cool. And okay. there's some really cool like motifs in there of like control and what makes a human and yeah. what level of science is okay. You All know, right, like, I'll watch it. You convinced they, me. Yeah, they do like a different thing with Cortana. Because I think in the okay. game you find her somewhere, maybe. Well, where is it? At what point on the timeline is it at? Is it like before <sighs> New Mombasa? Is it like... I do not know the Halo world. Oh, really? I know all well enough. Shit. Oh, do you? Wow, wow, <laughs> yeah. dude! You should definitely watch it. Then maybe yeah. you won't like it. Then, huh? I don't know. Maybe I like I don't it know. because yeah, I that, don't know that's it. That's like that's like one of the other reasons I didn't want to watch it is because I heard some some pretty bad takes on it, huh. and and I, I like nerd out on Halo. I've like read a few oh, of the books, and I've I don't know anything of the, the story. Oh, I know that whole yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I went played a few like of the a, games, but oh, I went through a pretty massive Halo phase. Oh, I always. Play, I mean, me too, but it was always just the multiplayer, so I never... Uh, no, I got deep in there. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, so forget everything you know, because at the beginning of every episode, they're, like, based <laughs> loosely, probably, <laughs> on the Halo. Because <laughs> it's... There's, I'm like, sh- cover in their ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, we I'm just sure thought these ideas very were pretty different. cool. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and there's, like, a whole... I don't want to give anything away, but there's some, like, are the good guys actually good? Well, they're kind of doing some, like, shysty things. Like, that person, like, made a clone and then downloaded them their conscious and then acided the body like that's kind of mm. well and like the <laughs> um the the spartan program in and of itself was really controversial yeah like it's it's just even just on its face this woman is just taking kids and yeah you know, that's you know very much I mean? in the like, show there's not like a lot of consent 
there. None, none at all. Like I said, like a big fan of Halo, but I haven't like, I mean, I've gotten kind of deep into it, but I haven't read like every single books, you know, I haven't like there's people that have read right. like literally every piece of literature you can. And oh man. Delved, like, I bet really you those deep. people don't like the show. Probably. Yeah, but I mean, that's the kind of, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like you said, where like, it's like, I've read all the wheel of time books. And so when I went in and watched the show, I was hypercritical about stuff, but it's like, maybe you're not supposed to go into it with that because just in, they're inherently not going to be able to do the same kind of justice right. with that medium. You know, they'll be able to do a lot of good. Right. But I mean, you can pour so much time into halo lore. Um, that like seven hours is just, it's just really not that much time. I mean, it is no. like, but it, it, like compared to, you know, the time it would take to read all the books and play all the games like in their right. entirety. And the amount of and, content like, that's out there. Yeah. So it's like the like the Wheel of Time show kind of like taught me a lesson. Not everything can be as good as Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, and not everything can be 100% faithful to the source material. And it doesn't have to right. be for you to enjoy it. And I, I think maybe it'd probably be a good idea, at least for me personally, and maybe for everybody else. I'm not <laughs> <It's> just, like... <laughs> Don't lower your expectations, but just like keep an open mind of what another thing in this in this um, franchise or universe that you love, like what another piece of media could be. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't take anything away from the source material for new things to be made, even if they're not um, "quote unquote" doing justice to it. Right, or it's not canon. It's like just canon. take it for what it is and ah. enjoy it as a show. I am it's so a great... sick of the word canon. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. Like, it's like, was there a committee? Is there a committee that decided no, I mean, canon? But I mean, there is, but it's like it doesn't. It's like I said before, it, it still exists. It's right. still there. Right. Don't watch the show. How about yeah, that? Well, if you go into the show thinking I want to see an awesome show about cool space like battles and adventure and mystery and intrigue and a development of characters trying to find their way through space and aliens and all these interesting situations and trying to be good uh you're gonna really love it i really cool. love it and it's it's fun it's just a good and they do a really good job with the covenant i think because like it would be really easy to make them look just ridiculous yeah um but they and don't they have, they have looked ridiculous yeah. in different <laughs> yeah. games yeah yeah and you even see a lot of not a lot, but some of the show is from their perspective. Like you cool. get to go inside yeah. their ship sometimes and see their like hierarchy. And man, I'm it's it's pretty cool. I like it okay. a lot. All right, you convinced me. All right, you should try it out. Try it out. But I will say, I do understand why people do get a little upset about sure. things that because it's like I think it's the um the opportunity loss. I think that's what people get. It's not necessarily that it's that it's bad and they're offended that it's bad. It's more but like it could have been right. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I just wanted to like throw that in there. Cause I'm not trying to come down on anybody for being annoyed that something is bad because yeah, <laughs> that's a totally. Yeah. Uh, I get it both ways for sure. Totally. Yeah. It's like, it'd also be kind of frustrating as a uh, movie producer to be making an unoriginal piece of work. You're like, I'm an artist kind of, and I want to make something, but I don't want to, like you don't want to just duplicate someone else's efforts. Like, cool, that was an awesome duplication of this other person's art. I would definitely understand the want to kind of like make it your own. You know, I th I think there's something to be said about when you enjoy something in a certain medium, you get really excited to see it in another one that's like arguably more immersive. Mm -hmm. So you're excited for that immersion, and then when you're not immersed and it's 
uh, you think it's bad, then it's like, well, damn it. But rough. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's personal preference. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I've talked to many people that have read a lot of the extended Star Wars universe, like those books, that mm-hmm. really like the new Disney movies. And it's just crazy mean, to me. I, I mean, yes, I agree, <laughs> but I've had those conversations. Me too. And, and they've had fairly good justifications for why those movies are okay. But like, I mean, I personally think the new Star Wars movies are garbage. I really They're don't like garbage. them. garbage. They're absolutely yeah, I, I don't like them. Force <laughs> Awakens good is okay. As a movie. Is that the one where everyone dies? No, that's the uh, I won't <laughs> oh, say I like which, that one. No, I'm not going to say which one it is. Oh. <laughs> I like that one was done all right, but I mean, just even uh, anyway, we won't have to. Get... <laughs> yeah, we don't have to talk about that, but that's really cool. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. You, you definitely should. Oh, and if you don't have it, um, I have it on my Google Drive, so I will share it with you. Oh, uh-huh. sidebar. So just well, let me know, on, and I'll share it to you. It's on um, uh, Amazon, or is I it? I don't know. Paramount or something. I'm not I don't sure. Know. I'll find it. Okay. Well, if you need help, let me know. I'll share it with you. Thanks. Uh, I also finished the season two of The Witcher. Oh yeah, I was supposed to watch. <laughs> Man, so you sorry. should. You should I'm you should so watch sorry. that first. You should watch that first yeah? so we can talk about it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, we uh, can do you a know, whole it's very different. It. Yeah, totally. Uh like, like we, we did with the it. Yeah. <laughs> you did <laughs> like with season ago. 1. Okay, okay. <laughs> but man, it's it's great and I know that I've heard and read a lot of people being not very pleased with the second show and how it doesn't stay true to the books and all that and again, uh, not to have the same conversation we just had. But, you know, I haven't read all of the books. I don't know how close to the actual source material it stays. But for what it is, um, I really enjoyed it. And there's some awesome fight scenes in it. Man, Geralt, he is awesome. He just he just ro- rocks into these battles sometimes. You're like, oh, no. There's six dudes. And he's just like a trained killer. And it shows. He'll just go into a battle and mess dudes up and just be so elegant yet like not you know he's not like a like a fencer he's not very elegant he just kind of like bashes things to pieces <laughs> but like in an awesome way <laughs> yeah. yeah i'll watch that too all right i'll get on i'll get on it you should you should i know i'm sorry no no but i have been reading you've a lot. read a lot more than me this week so tell right. me tell me about your week and we are running a book podcast <laughs> yes hey <laughs> fantasy stuff mine were books originally so <laughs> yeah true true <laughs> it's um, a week it's a week justification Let's see. What did I do? Um, I read, I read Gallant by V. E. Schwab, which is a standalone. Ooh. I think it was like fairly young adult. Um, it was like, it's like a dark kind of fairy tale type thing. It was okay. really cool. I read it really fast. Um, v. E. Schwab is such an amazing writer. Victoria, if you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> I always try to do a little bit of a shot. Maybe, maybe. But Victoria, one of these days if, we're gonna get an email from one of them. Right? Yeah. Yes! But Victoria, you're a really amazing writer seriously and it was funny because the book i felt like i kind of read the story before it wasn't anything really groundbreaking or unique but just the way that it was presented was very much different than um anything else that i'd read this girl who grows up in an orphanage she doesn't fit in there and she gets a letter from her uncle to come to this house called gallant and it's just things just the, the mystery builds for like 200 pages and it's only like a 330 page book and it's just mystery on top of mystery just it kind of reminded me of um piranesi by Susanna, Susanna clark um very similar kind of vibe where the the atmosphere was kind of or the setting was kind of a character in and of itself hmm. um, so i just really enjoyed it uh it kind of reminded me of like um like the ocean at the end of the lane by neil gaiman 
Okay. Or, uh, is it um, set in modern day? Uh, no, it felt like it was kind of set in like the 30s or 40s or something. I could be super okay, wrong. So they're not like checking their Instagram. No, it's not that. Okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah, like for it. some reason that is like the one thing. Like I can read a modern day book, that's fine, but I really hate it when they do social media in books. <laughs> I think it, <laughs> it just weirds me out. Well, like uh, a good example is um, an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green is like about social media. Oh. It's like a sci-fi book with, you know, it's very much tied to the idea that this person is very active on social media. So it's like, it works when, you know, when it's tied into everything, it like it's, it's very much works. But I mean, like I read the first few uh, Percy Jackson books and like, I just couldn't really get into them because it's like, oh, and then he whipped out his cell phone and it's like, oh, there goes my immersion, you know, yep. which is, you know, I don't know, maybe it shouldn't break my immersion. But it does. Yeah, I want to be. <laughs> I, I want to be embedded you. in the story of, of dragons and magic and mystery. And I could check my Instagram right right now. You know. <laughs> I also read. Uh, I just I just finished today actually. Uh, Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. And if you look at my TikTok review, the the sentiment behind it is essentially that I basically can't say anything about it because it's just <laughs> I would spoil it just by saying broadly what it's about. Seriously, like not the very first page, but very quickly into this book, it just ramps up and does not stop till the very last page of the book. It is science fiction, thriller, speculative fiction at its best. It's really, really good. And uh, I read Recursion by Blake Crouch last year. And it's got an he, awesome cover, Dark Matter. Do you have the red one with all the. Yeah, I have the hardcover yeah, cool. one. Yeah. It's, he's a master, like really, really good. And it's funny because obviously. Um, it's dealing with some pretty sciencey stuff. So as soon as I put up a review, I've got people in the comments that are like, "Well, the the science <laughs> doesn't really yeah. like." And it's just like, dude, come on, man! Like the the idea was really awesome, and um, <laughs> I think I personally think it was executed very, very well. And it's another really good example of how the kind of newer science fiction and speculative fiction that's been coming out, in my opinion is much more palatable than a lot of the stuff that had been coming out in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, because this, um, all the all the big ideas are there. It made me think, but I was also mm -hmm. really attached to the outcome of this character's situation. And I'm not saying that those old books don't do that, but they don't seem to be as big of a priority, if that makes yeah. sense. And I think that like tying those two things together makes the questions that you're asking because of this situation that much more impactful to yourself, you know, because you can kind of like um, personally identify and relate to these kinds of feelings that are um, kind of like on the periphery and kind of like attached to the central like question. So yeah, it's really, really good stuff. I'm super glad I read it. And, you know, um, my followers on various platforms were telling me to read this book for like <laughs> since I read Recursion a year ago. So <laughs> really? I did it. <laughs> it took me a year, but I got to it. And uh, yeah, so I'm also reading uh, Bear and the Nightingale, and that's really great. And we'll talk about that on Wednesday. And I'm also reading this book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. And it's a it's a nonfiction book. I think hmm. it just came out. And I was really worried going into it because what I, what I was worried about was it was going to be kind of like this tone deaf. I didn't know who John Ronson was. Um, I was worried it was going to be like this kind of tone deaf, like, ah, everybody's 
too offended about everything. Right. Rah, 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 rah. You know, right. I, be I less of a snowflake, man. Yeah, I did, I, I did not want to read something like that, um, but I took a chance on it, and I'm really happy that I'm reading it because it's kind of a really good look at how reactive the internet can be. Mm. It's, it's it's exploring this this whole idea and this whole topic uh, in depth and kind of exploring like why it's it could be kind of a good thing sometimes when when someone gets canceled online you know like obviously if they're doing something that's really really awful right you know like yeah we should all rise up and take that person down so to speak but it's also like there's this weird kind of mob mentality behind it too that may be a little bit misplaced sometimes. And I think that right. I'm only like the 100... research hasn't been done yet. You can really like ruin someone's life when they didn't do the crime yet. You know, sometimes not all the time. I don't know. I'm only like a hundred pages into it, so I can't speak to like, I'll, I'll talk more about it next week when I finished it this week. But um, it is just really interesting how the, like the anonymity aspect of the internet Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like turns people into monsters. Like, yeah, dude. And I've I've seen a little bit of that myself, um, having a decent sized platform over the last year, um, but nothing to the point that would be like traumatic, I guess, for me. But I know that there are people that have been traumatized, and they didn't really do anything. Like, um, but also, I think one of the things that the book is trying to explore is like, how do we define what is deserving of that kind of like public shaming and um, like retribution and stuff like that. You know, um, where's, where's the line where, where the mob needs to come out and do something. And right. Cause there um, is a time and a place for that for sure. Yeah. It's like a weird, useful utility of us all having a voice on the internet. And mm-hmm. I think you could probably point to a lot of examples where it's been totally deserved and called for, but also there are just as many examples where like this woman, uh, one of the examples that it gives is that this woman, I can't remember her name. Uh, she tweeted something and it was just like this really, it was a, she had 170 followers. It's like this really bad taste joke. Just not a good joke. You know, right, somebody right. like just, just falling short and not being funny, you know, but it like got weirdly taken out of context. And then she was the top trending post on Twitter. What? And there were people like following her and waiting for her at the gate when she landed in South Africa. What? And, and it was just like this giant dust up and it completely ruined her life over like this weird kind of crappy joke that she made on Twitter. Oh, and, man. Yeah. And it, it's I'm like, so, come on, guys, you haven't said something stupid or out of taste. Like, right. We should try to not. But man, let's make sure that the punishment matches the crime. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's you know, because it's really easy to just say if you say something publicly and it's offensive, then you deserve to um, not be able to have that public platform anymore. But I think it's just a lot more complicated than that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it because uh, I think that there is there is such a thing as hate speech, and there is such a thing as being able to hurt people um, inadvertently without even meeting them over the internet. I think that's a real thing. You can re-traumatize oh, yeah. people. You can. You could do all sorts of stuff just by saying the right combination of words that that gets processed by somebody differently than you meant to have them processed. Absolutely, um, ooh, man. This it's it goes into detail of how this woman like broke down in the lobby of the place that she worked, and it goes into detail of like, this conversation that she's having. Where I don't, it's hard to read. Um, so yeah, it's just it's nice to um, kind of like broaden my my perspective on that. It's just something I hadn't really thought that much about 
but oh, really interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. And I like that it sounds like the guy writing the book is taking a very like medium stance, <clears throat> excuse me, taking a very medium stance on it. And like, sometimes there is a time and a place for this. And other times we can do an, an insane amount of damage. Mm-hmm on someone who doesn't really deserve it or maybe they just had a moment of idiocy and man if i was lamb blasted for every moment of idiocy i've had in oh my, my life dear lord yeah. <laughs> like but it begs the question right it's like do we need that pendulum effect right like do we need to kind of like um and i'm legitimately asking this like i don't really know the answer to this question it's like do we need to make examples out of people you know right because like, we have in the past with all kinds of different things and it's i mean to one degree or another worked and not worked and i don't know maybe i don't know if i'm smart enough to answer that question (laughs) i really don't know and i don't think that it's a it's a gray it's a white or black question you know it's like a there's got to be some middle ground you know and the situation's got to matter the person who's saying it why they're saying it the context it's like like anything in life we love to boil it down to this like binary one zero yes no bad good sort of thing but most everything is not that way. I'm really excited to finish this book so I can talk about it in a little bit more detail though. Cause um, like, I think I have an idea of where everything's going and what this person is trying to say, but I need to finish the book. Cool. Well, I'm excited to hear your, uh, your take on it. Yeah. Um, it's been recommended to me by quite a few uh, different content creators um, in kind of like my like bookish sphere on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's like highly recommended to people that also make content. So yeah, I mean, you should give it a, a read too, for sure. And anybody Ooh. else out there that's uh, involved with the internet, which is literally all of you. <laughs> that I'm going to put it on my uh, wish list right now. So you've been publicly shamed? Mm-hmm. By uh, John Ronson. Yeah, he kind of gives me like a, um, like a little bit more like studious Chuck Klosterman vibe. Okay. Um, I like his writing style. It's very, it's very journalistic. Uh, I like pretty that. sure he's a journalist. It's really interesting how yeah, I've, I've read a couple of these kinds of books where it's like a journalist and it's interesting how they're able to just like tell people, Hey, I'm a journalist. We need to talk. And usually people are down. Like, yeah. <laughs> like okay. Yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's in multiple times in this book, he's been like, they wouldn't talk to anybody else but me. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe John Ronson is a lot more um, famous than I. Uh, I don't know any like I don't know of any like famous journalists or anything. But I am trying to read more nonfiction this year. I'm just like really bad at it. I'm like still halfway through Sapiens. Um, but I've got a couple more I want to get to. Uh, yeah, like Women, Race, and Class by Angela Davis. I want to get to that. And uh, The Shock Doctrine by uh, Naomi Klein. I'm trying to inform myself. That is a very laudable thing to do, Evan. Well, thank you. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I feel like a lot of nonfiction. I, I've kind of it's turned me off because, like, just a lot of it's like super depressing. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like a lot of it's just like, okay, here's the situation. This is how fucked up everything is. It's <laughs> right. just like, oh my god, man. Like I had no idea. Like you almonds, the, like, really? Yeah, almonds. <laughs> <laughs> that much child death? Wow. Oh my god. Like ah, now I can't or, uh, eat almonds that, anymore. Uh, social proof. Social. Um. Social whatever that documentary on netflix man like oh man it's so good to know that stuff and how like the algorithms work and stuff but man it gets pretty gets pretty heavy and dark pretty fast you're like oh man we're going downhill quick like go talk to your neighbor and make a friend it's it's pretty good (laughs) out there (laughs) yeah and it's almost like uh 
like how much is this information like how much um is this benefiting me right like is, like, is it is it stressing me out more than it's giving me any kind of utility <laughs> am i losing you know? them the cost benefit scale here <laughs> and but sometimes yes but i think that you can you know it's pretty safe to say it's always good to learn Yes, right? like I think err on the side of knowledge, but sometimes right. ignorance is bliss. <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so you mentioned to me this last, uh, the last podcast, you were saying something about the Call Her Daddy podcast. Yeah. And I had a few, <laughs> I had a few, uh, Go on. you know, trips driving around in my car, lunch breaks or whatever <laughs> to, uh, to spend. And I'm so my... glad you listened to me. So <laughs> great. Dude, I listen to a lot yeah. of what you uh, like. I said you're the only person who has a show and a book section in my note on my phone. But I listened probably like four or five episodes of Call Her Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's great, so entertaining, and she gets into some like real topics on there. And there were a oh, couple yeah. of them that were like yeah. really helpful. Like mm -hmm. there's one about like mourning the loss, like being in really relationships and how to handle that mentally. And there was just some stuff that I was like, oh, this is really good information. Yeah, I remember um, when I was when I was single and kind of just just felt like, you know, that feeling when you're when you're just like super single and like <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like you're just kind of like you're, you're like a you're like a piece of wheat. Just like yeah, being blown around, like just you have no idea like how you like, feel or how anyone Justin else Bieber feels. songs like almost make you cry. Yeah, and you're yeah so and, alone. Yeah, and I and I have definitely that that show helped a lot with that feeling. Just it was like I was kind of commiserating with either one or both of them sometimes on mm -hmm. different episodes, and it was really relatable. Um, I don't know; those women are just like super smart and insightful and just really funny. And if they're not, they get someone who's a master in their field <laughs> on right. and they talk about it. and they're yeah. super funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you listened to it. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah for I, all I really our listeners, it. like not that they need the support or anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like go uh, go check that show out. It's really funny. I think I read a thing that she signed like a like a 10 million. It was either 10 or 100 million deal with Spotify. Uh, and I don't remember which one it was. Even is it though still there's a the huge two of them? difference. No, there's only one of them. It's oh, Alex, whatever. And then okay. the. Like, I also got into some of that drama because <laughs> I was listening to the. I guess I yeah I was listening a while ago. Um, yeah, when there was two when it was two hosts. Yeah, the other they had some sort of dispute over Aww, lame. Uh, who gets what, and there were it was kind of sad actually, and it was um almost good for me to read because it was like two best friends that were like really close started a podcast, and because no! of like money and BS, yeah, no! it broke down, and I was like, this will not happen with no Evan way. and I. No, no way. way. I love you way more than I love some stupid commas. Yeah, and like what's gonna happen is some like some guy in like a cowboy hat and a, smoking a cigar is gonna be like, Evan, you got lots of character. I yeah. love your personality. That, that Chad, Chad guy's guy. gotta go. Like yeah. <laughs> is the real talent is with you. <laughs> if yeah, because like you know what's weird too? It's like if somebody came to us with like a, a dump truck full of money, right? And right. wanted you out of the show. I would just tell them to fuck off because like, obviously we're worth, you know what I mean? It's like, right. if, right. if like, I mean, me I'd alone... probably talk to you about it. I'd be like, Evan, I was presented like a 50 mil to drop you. <laughs> Do you think that's worth it for 25 mil? Yeah. I mean, if you gave it, yeah, I'd probably I'd go. It's like, I would be like thing. later if I heard you, you did that, I'd be like, well, maybe we could have talked about it at least, you right. know, like if you would have slid me a couple <laughs> mil, I might have been okay. We just start a different one. Right. Like, dude, we could just have a falling out. It's fine. Like, yeah. It's just... cool. We'll just fake it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh we'll we'll burn that bridge when we come to it yeah we will 
we're gonna we're gonna be doing this for a long long time long time see there's so many book series to read so many we can't let people down and there's always news coming out there's always yeah. fictional fun facts there's always yeah. people in our discord that'll ask us questions we have we will never run out dude the you know. book the book uh industry is growing for the first time in like long time. i don't know 20 years it's yeah. growing rapidly and the fastest growing uh section is fantasy we're 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 right in there man it's awesome it's awesome i, I remember I keep... when you've oh, go ahead i don't know i just keep i do have a little bit of imposter syndrome just like a tiny bit like where i just i keep waiting for like another like a different podcast it's like yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's already a ton of them. It's like two guys uh, or two people like talking about fantasy books that just do exactly it, like, what we're doing. <laughs> do it way better than us, though. Like... <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, it's like, how do we even define better? They right, might be different, yeah, you know. Yeah. But they, no one can be Evan, and no one can be Chad. Uh, do you have a fictional fun fact for us all? I do. I've been taking them for the yeah. last few weeks. Well, maybe I don't know, but I've done I've done some good ones. But yours, I always look forward to because you always come up with good ones. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. It's very, very near and dear to my heart. Okay. And I really wanted to talk about it. So uh, the animation studio Topcraft, responsible for films like 1977's animated movie The Hobbit and 1982's The Last Unicorn, dissolved and split into two studios. One studio would later work on the TV show Thundercats, and the other went on to become Studio Ghibli. That is pretty cool. There are some artists that were working on early Studio Ghibli stuff that had worked on the 1977 Hobbit movie. And that just, that just warms my soul. And like good on them for staying relevant. Cause like, I'm sure right. the technology that they were using back then is nothing to the technology that they're using now. So that's be yeah. hard to like stay on top of that. It's interesting. Like if you, cause I, I knew this a while ago, but I, I wanted to share it with everybody, but um, if you could kind of go back and look at, um, especially, I mean, I've watched The Last Unicorn. Uh, I like it, but I like the, the Hobbit more. Me too. Um, but if you go back and watch like the 1977 animated movie of The Hobbit, um, you can kind of see some of that Ghibli like color palette in a lot of those mm -hmm. shots. And like, um, same thing with like some of like the establishing shots where, you know, in Ghibli movies where they'll kind of do this big, skybox establishing shot and then kind of zoom down into where everyone's at right you know um there's a lot of that in the hobbit movie and kind of like that that kind of watercolory lots of like pinks and blues Ooh, and yellows is and a stuff. good way to put it yeah yeah and so it's interesting with that knowledge to kind of like go back and watch you know the last unicorn or i, mean, I guess you could watch thundercats too um but uh, that, that's not Ghibli or anything but it's like the same that same kind of like animation and style it's interesting right huh, I really like that style though however it can get really creepy yeah <laughs> it can get like so I remember the first time I watched The Hobbit I was like whoa like, yeah, this Gollum. is for kids <laughs> yeah yeah I remember being disappointed when Fellowship of the Ring came out and Gollum was kind of like cutesy oh no it wasn't uh -huh. Fellowship it wasn't Fellowship it was because he's kind of creepy in Fellowship because you just see his eyes um oh right but, and then in two towers uh i, I mean obviously andy circus did an incredible job um as Go like Gollum and smeagol in the movies is great but the the drawn like kind of like old manish voice of Gollum in the in the movie from the 70s ugh, 
He's got like a gut. Yeah. Creepy looking. Yeah. It's super creepy. Just like the way he moves and like. Bless and splashes. Yeah. Do you know that uh, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges play, plays Prince Lear in The Last Unicorn? Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. I know. Well, two fun <laughs> facts. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite uh, Ghibli movie? Um, I really like Princess Mononoke. I yeah. think that one's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, that one's um, really good. Castle in the Sky was good, but a little weird. I like um, the music in Castle yeah. in the Sky. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like My Neighbor Totoro very much. What? It was okay. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Um, she sits on his belly. Yeah, it's, yeah you know, I'm, I don't know. I don't do cutesy <laughs> anime well. Totally. And just like, I don't know. What do they call it? Um, Ch- Chibo or Chiba or something with the big eyes and the, <laughs> the super high voices. And I don't know. I don't like that style very much. Um, but um, I did like Ponyo. Ponyo's the 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 flood one, right? Uh, the Ponyo's the one with the um, the fish that kind of turns into like yeah. It's got Liam Neeson. It's like the red haired guy. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that one's good. I like that quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I'd have to I'd have to give it to um, to Princess Mononoke. Have you seen Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind? Uh, no, I haven't. That's the one. Yeah, that's that's your favorite. Um, yeah, that's what, well, I mean, I do this a lot with all kinds of different stuff, but, uh, Nausicaa is my favorite, but I think Spirited Away is the best one. Yeah. Like Spirited Away is far and away, in my opinion, like the best movie that that studio has ever or probably will ever put out. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people could agree with that. Um, Princess Mononoke is right up there too, obviously. But yeah, uh, Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind is like, that's the only one I think that was a, a manga I have it on my shelf here. Somebody was really nice enough to uh, send it to me. It's a really beautiful couple of books here. But yeah, you should watch Nausicaa. I think it's the first one. I'm pretty okay. sure. Somebody could correct me on that, but I'm pretty sure Nausicaa is the first Ghibli movie, and it's really excellent. Huh, yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah, that was done in 1984. I don't see any that were done um, before it. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely watch that, and we should talk oh, about 84. it on the next episode. Okay. Yeah. In, a, you know, in the uh, in the dubbed version, I think Patrick Stewart is in it. Oh, um, nice! I, I love Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, you'll like it from the very first scene, dude. It's really good. Okay, cool. I'm gonna put it in my phone to remind myself. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Monday Morning Minute. We always love having you here, whether you're on your way to work or just hanging out around your house. Chad and I will always be here every Monday morning to talk to you about everything going on with us and to ramble about the nerdy nerddom that we nerd about in. (laughs) Well said, Evan. We uh, very much appreciate you allowing us to be a part of your Monday morning, so thank you very much. And if you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill, there is a link to our Patreon in the description below, as well as a link to Audible, a 30-day premium membership that comes with two free credits. And if you'd like to join the conversation, there is also a link to our Discord. Jump in there. It's a whole lot of fun with a lot of really great people. As always, happy reading. See you later, everybody. Bye, everybody.